we are somewhere in the middle of nowhere, not too sure where. The um, tail lights are the tail lights are quite bright now because the sun is sinking low. How but far, it's picturesque, how, how isn't far it? we got to go, Ned? Oh, a, a week. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-four uh, miles, I think. Is that um, right, Pete? My eyesight's so bad. Yeah, mine's bad. Forty-four miles. We had a couple of. Uh, we've missed a few junctions. Missed well, we've a few done the, we've done the standard. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. I've overshot. Which David the rightly said in the third week of the would, tour would have wouldn't been be tolerated. Would have been the end of the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. We're also relaxed. That we yeah. are very yeah, relaxed. Fine. We've also, yeah. but we, we have mirrored. We're in a car. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing, and we have mirrored our Tour de France behaviour, quite without even knowing it. We, the, the DNA's kicked back in, so we just stopped at our second service station. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete, you were the first person into the service station and quite comfortably the last person out and that's standard as well because you I mooch around don't I? you love them I do even when they're not like, really worth going to you just find endless oh. fascination and it's always quite interesting to see what you'll come back out with well, snowballs this, this time this is it this is what excites me and this is I, I'm the same at home like I find any excuse possible to go to the local co-op which is about a kilometre from my house and well, you probably know every product on every shelf anyway yeah but the, the, there always might be something new <laughs> And that's that's what fascinates me, and I just love doing it. And it's same with service, and like, what what can I find? We had an interesting discussion at the first service station as well, where you went because you said to me when we got in the M3, you said first services pull over, and so we got to fleet services, <laughs> and I went, should we go here? And you went, no 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 no, now go on, go on till we get a nice one with an M and S. And me and David went, <laughs> and me and David went, went, that's literally a Waitrose. That's a Waitrose, right, coming Waitrose. up right now. A Waitrose is approaching <coughs> the next kilometre, or miles, sorry, we're in England. But M&S, uh, Trump's Waitrose, every, in, in my eyes. But that's so, that's I mean, there's, they'll be listening, we have 25,000 listeners or something, don't we? And, like, no one will be agreeing with you. Well, let's wait for the feedback, because... I've been to Waitrose now, and I've been before, and for me, M&S offers the best produce you can find and that's why I was so excited to go and then Co- compared to what though Pete? is this a sandwiches wraps salads you name it any type of food you you may want the options and variabilities that M&S provide are way better than Waitrose sounds like mm. we're lining up a new sponsor here doesn't it it does doesn't it <laughs> yeah I'll be all over we're not. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah um, but I mean, it's a surprising it's a surprising opinion and then but you backed it up because you went reluctantly you went into Waitrose and came out with a Waitrose bag full of stuff and you said it's not it's not good mm. didn't you you said I'm still I'm sticking with my oh yeah absolutely assertion yeah. and overpriced yeah so and I'm sat in the front of the car today this is really weird for it's me David, <laughs> David's in the back I'm in the back I don't it's unprecedented it's um, I can't remember you being ever in the back sitting next to Archie yeah he's Archie's here with here. us on the road trip my 11 year old son yeah um He's had his nap. He, I woke him up briefly to, to see Stonehenge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. saw Stonehenge. So, so the people understand we got picked up um, at Gatwick and are now on a road trip to Devon. Yeah. Um, Torbay. Uh, Pete was very surprised. He's never actually looked at where we're going <laughs> until we were in the car. And it's like, oh, look, it looks really pretty. And it's uh, lovely. We're on our way to our first ever Never Strays Far. Um, Sports, event. Yeah. Event. Yeah. Sporting yeah, the, event. The cyclocross. And I, for me, my first ever cyclocross race. Ned has been unbelievably organised. Not not just with logistics, but you've even cooked a chilli, haven't you? I've cooked. I've, I've in gone case to it Just in case in we're case hungry. We're, I think we will. <laughs> it's Later on, so I've cooked a vegetable chilli. I've got it in the, some Tupperware. 
You've really taken that? on the father role, haven't I you? I have. Yeah. I've got, I've got um, well, with me in mind, really, I've got tea bags <laughs> and sugar and milk for the morning because I'll need, I'll need a cup of tea in the morning. Mm. I've got some breakfast cereal products because n- we're staying in an Airbnb, so there's nothing more miserable than waking up and there's nothing to eat. Um, got a boot full of full of stuff on yeah and, oh, uh, yeah and oh, then yesterday yeah. I had a bit of a shocker because I suddenly thought done all this preparation everything's sort of like coming together really well oh no we didn't get a trophy oh yeah yeah that came on but out. I rescued oh, it yeah. I thought you were talking about the wellies then I got the wellies, got the wellies. but I had a welly hiccup this morning when I set off with your wellies and, yeah. and David's and this wellies. is how honest you are and I because we're the same size feet the same size feet and the first thing he said to me was I forgot my wellies and <laughs> the first thing I thought was I'd have said, I forgot your wellies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've stopped. I, we're all wellied up. Archie's got his wellies as well, so we, we know we need wellies. wellies. But then the trophy situation, I rescued that. So I found a little trophy shop not far from my house yesterday. And overnight, the chap very kindly engraved two trophies for the elite winners of the men's and women's race. And um, I've got um, br- silver gold and no what's the order? bronze silver and gold medals yeah. a plethora the, of medals for all the other categories on Sunday it's so a huge it's, amount I'm so impressed you managed to pull that and off. they're all engraved as well it's, it's phenomenal and I, I think we have to also go back to the fact that probably one of the most exciting things about this weekend is the podium the podium not one of the mm. most it's by far the most exciting thing Pete and I are kind of not indifferent we've got a lot of respect for podiums but and especially as well we've been on it haven't we so you've, been, many you've times, been on Pete, it so many times I've never yeah. been on a podium um, and Ned has never and he gets to do the whole Bernardino yeah um, Christian Prudhomme uh, dignitary role of, of, of handi- or dare I say Juan Manuel Samaranch <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so excited by that David I've, I, I was thinking about that earlier I was thinking on the British Cycling um, Cyclocross pages they'll have a photograph of the winner won't they yes i'm but i'm going to ensure that at no point am i not on the podium <laughs> so there's not going to they're not going to get a clean shot just of the winner like that there's going to be there's going to be at least one representative oh, never strays far it's going to alongside so each winner good. all the time wearing our branded merch wearing our branded merch our bell yeah. staff of supplies uh, bell staff we yeah. that was that's very good my sister is uh well let's not say my sister let's say bell staff the, the very um, respected, nearly 100-year-old British brand yeah. has sponsored us for, for the event. Uh, they're sponsoring the sponsors. They're sponsoring the sponsors. My dad actually told me that his dad, so my granddad, um, used to have a Bellstaff leather jacket really? that he wore on his motorbike, yeah. Huh. Trivial question one. for you. Oh. How, wh- in which year was Bellstaff founded? It's 1900 years old. Years, so it's uh, 1924. Correct, David. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should know that. <laughs> Should know that, yeah. No, yeah. quantum mechanics was invented in 1925. Oh wow, yeah. So Bellstaff predates quantum mechanics. That's an awesome by, fact. By a year. Note Francis Miller. <laughs> yeah, bring that one in. Yeah, um, we're very excited, aren't we? It's good to be back in a car. I must admit. Yeah. So explain. So explain what we're doing now, Ned, over the next uh, 24 hours, because well, this is just the the, the prologue to. We're going to drop our bags at the Airbnb and then we're going to get to this um, venue. We're going to a microbrewery this evening and we are going to do a, a podcast, a separate podcast to the one you're listening to now that may, we may or may not release. I'm not sure. We, I'm not sure I don't know. But we're going to do a live podcast in front of a live audience and see how that goes. There's 50 very select people that sold out. We just limited it to a small number of people. And then I think the real focus of our energies will be the following day, the Sunday, when we... Um, we're gonna we're gonna hang out. Yeah. 
We're going to hang out yeah. at the cyclocross wearing Wellingtons. It's going to be... Uh, and listening to music, drinking beer and possibly gin. Oh, definitely gin. Um, Papillon. Eating. Papillon gin. Papillon, Papillon gin. gin. He's made a never strays far gin, especially for the occasion. We're going to be selling merchandise. Merchandise. We've got oh, some yeah, t-shirts so. made up. They're yeah. in the back of the car. They are. I'm so excited by that. Yeah. And um, lovely blue tote bags. Yeah. Got a Kotick bike as well. We've got that bike. Is, it looks incredible. So what's the story of that bike? Has someone bought it, David, or what? I think so, yeah. I think um, somebody saw it immediately uh, when they saw it on social and, and got in touch with me and I passed them on to Kotick Psy yeah. at Kotick, i.e. Psy Kotick. Yeah. So Kotick is a, a British brand based in the north of England and they do beautiful bikes. Um, yeah, no, it looks great. So Con- Connor, in Connor, our designer, Connor Brady. Connor Brady. Connor Brady's oh. colours. What about the um, top tube conversation? That was funny. <laughs> that was that was that was, that was essence of Kenya. Kenya. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So you looked at the picture of the bike. And yeah. When and it was handlebars on the right, saddle on the left, and I said, "Why is the top tube going up?" <laughs> is it? Is I, said, I looked at it and thought that is such a nice bike. One thing I thought, and it, it annoys me with a lot of manufacturers when they how they position the handlebars and the levers, so right? Because right. that can affect the whole picture. Yeah. As as opposed to looking like a real racing bike and looking like someone's bike and they don't know what they're doing it with. So I always prefer the the levers to be slightly up and not looking at the ground. Yeah. And the handlebars in the correct position. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. It, they were, it just got away with it to be fair. But then I looked at the top tube and I was like, so the, the geometries on this bike are all wrong. I was like, why the heck is the top tube going up? <laughs> It should be going down. It should be going down, like, and I was like, but I think it was the handlebars and the levers that threw me off. And then I flipped the image. We, we talked about it for a bit. Yeah. And then I was like, no, <laughs> it is going down. So I'm looking at it from the left or to the yeah. right. So and I then flipped I, the image and resent it to you, and you kind of and it made sense. At that and then point, I was it? like, could you imagine if the top tube was going down <laughs> so wait, from Pete, the seat? So Pete, on this one though, just so because. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is one of the conversations on our WhatsApp group that I was I was absent to and came on. And there were like twenty eight messages. Okay, I yeah. was scrolling through, so it all happened really quick, and I saw the flipped image. Does this mean that you think every bike should have the handlebars on the right? No, the on the left. On the left, right? Should be on the right. Yeah. As you look side. at it, always oh, on the, the left. chain set. I so honestly, the handlebars are always on the right. I think the problem was I looked at the pitch end because cross bikes are quite upright. And all I could see was the top tube rising towards the handlebars. <laughs> just, what is going on with this bike? But then I looked at it completely differently once I understood, and I was like, oh, it actually looks like quite a, like a normal bike, you know? Yeah. God knows. Anyway. anyway. Wasn't Fondriest's crazy bike? That was down. That, that, down. that literally that was. was. Well, that was just a small front wheels. 24 inch or 26. Con- I think Conconi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not Conconi, was the coach of. Um, Oh no, it's not Fondriest. Oh, our listeners are going to be shouting. Fondriest had the bike though. Yeah, he had the he had the bike. Did he, he have the bike? Like, oh, he did was, have the bike. It yeah. wasn't a straight top tube. It was like bent yeah. at the top. Yeah, and then it kind of went. There was all sorts going on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, who was the guy in the the eighties who um, in the nineteen seventy six Sunday in Hell was in the Italian champions jersey? Don't know. Uh, Icon broke the hour record. In oh. The 1980s. Oh. Come on, Fondriest. Come on. Come on, Pete. He wrote. He raced on the Alaman. Come on, Pete. Yeah, it's jet black hair. Oh, he's like a legend. 
Why can't we think of them? I don't know. We've just been doing a quiz for the last hour. Oh yeah, that was good. That, that, that quiz before this pod. You were on fire with the quiz. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, no, while you think of that answer, well, I'll yeah. put out one of the questions that I did on the on the quiz because we were driving on the A303 through to Devon. Yeah. And um, a lot of people will know that, right? And we passed signs to Yeovil Town Football Club. Mm. And my question at that point was, which current British professional first road to victory, you both know the answer now, but this is one for the podcast listeners, which current British professional first road to victory as a pro outside Yeovil Town Football Club? And Pete fumbled around and fumbled around and started going really random with his answers that were quite niche, like Paul Manning. Russ Downing. Russ Downing. Nice. Um, that's it. That would have been a good answer. Um, you said Garang to one. Yeah, Luke Rowe. You came up with all wrong. Yeah. All wrong. Dan Martin, not, not even British. Not British. Yeah. Um, and then in the well, I won't say the answer. We'll, we'll reveal so, it later. But, so just to close this part of the podcast, Francesco Moser. Oh. oh obviously yes. it's Moser. But oh he, my god. <laughs> so How annoying was that, Pete? That's yeah. so annoying. Was he in a Sunday in Hell, David? Yeah, Moser. he was in the Italian cha- champions jersey in in a Sunday in, in Hell. A Sunday in Hell. He looked beautiful. Like, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he almost looked clean amongst all Always the had the slip back head, didn't he? Yeah. Clean shaven. Yeah. Moser. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we've played that um, for the last two hours pretty much, haven't we, Ned? Yeah. You were coming up with these amazing questions, yeah. delivered so well. Which, yeah, which three, who were the three stage winners at, at stages of this year's Tour de France who tasted victory at airfields? And David nailed that. I did. Magnus yeah. Court, we can give the answer to this one. Yeah. Magnus Court, Michael Matthews, and Tade Pogacar. There You're you welcome, go. listeners. Oh well, on to the, on to Torquay, Torbay, Devon, that neck of the woods, that yep. place. All right, and on. Seven, seven, seven. So we've arrived at the Airbnb oh, after about close. after about a week and a half oh. of driving. They're all at the bottom. And um, we're just about to go down and do the live podcast. But before that, there's time for a game of Uno between. Archie and David Miller and Pete Kenyuk. Uh, Can't tell you who's winning because I don't understand the rules. Archie starts because he's youngest. Go, Arch. It's an eight. So as long as I've got a blue or an eight, I can put a card down. Yeah. <coughs> and the aim of the game is to get rid of your cards. Okay. Just going to be pretty quick on this game. Because they're not shuffled properly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to shuffle. Ned looked like... Uh, I mean, sorry, Pete looked like he was a King Croupier. But, uh... Well, the pack was just too big. All right, so now well, I... A few days ago, it would have been with that moustache and the little goatee. That's very croupier, wasn't it? That was full croupier. Mm-hmm. Had to get rid of it. Clean shaven Pete Kenyon. Freshly minted uh, haircut as well to go with. Yeah. yeah. Quite similar haircuts, actually, David and Pete. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's the hint of peaky blinders about both of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you jokes. Oh. oh. Colour green. I don't know. Plus four. Plus oh, four. no, you're out. He's out. He did... Oh, no, you haven't said anything. No. So when you get to your last card... I'm you have to pick up four. Right. I know. <laughs> One. God, you can tell you're related to Frank, can Two. <laughs> That's Fran Miller, who's referenced there. <laughs> the chief executive How officer many? of Bell Stuff. Four. Picked up four. Anyway, I'll let you know the result of this later. <laughs>
Right, well, it's, um, it's, the, it's the morning after the live, the live podcast recording. We're in the kitchen of our rented accommodation here in Torbay. It's quite early in the morning. Uh, last night we did that live podcast recording. Today's the day of the cyclocross, you know, the real races today, aren't they, David? Like the elite men and women. Yeah. Yes, they are. I'm very excited about it, but that's uh, not how we're going to start with day. Right. Today, we're, now we're, David is actually in charge of packing the bag. He's put three towels in. Um, and we're going swimming in the English Channel. It's November the 20th, and we've decided to go for a swim in the English Channel before the cyclocross. Pete, you looking forward to it? I can't, I cannot wait. We've got positive energy, good vibes all around. Yeah. Dave's looking for his socks. Socks, we're good. Going to the beach. Going to the beach. Stretch. I know what. Where are we going? Why? Nowhere. Aware, just just down there. That direction. Two little. So we've we've got we're down we're down in the rocky cove. We've got it all to ourselves. Pete is now he's got no shoes on, he's clambering over some really tiny little very, very sharp rocks. David's going in in his wellies. I'm not going in in my wellies, but, but I'm not he's working. approaching the approaching the sea in his wellies, and now it's the point of no return, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Okay. Oh. Here we go. 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 Wim Hof. Wim Hof. No. What's it like on the I'll, I'll get in. You can have these shoes. What? We're the same size. Are <laughs> you going to throw them back? Oh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> 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 What's it like on the foot, Ned? Really cold. No, I mean, like, is it rocky still? Oh, no, I'm wearing shoes. Is it rocky still? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's definitely rocky, dude. Use my shoes, but... Oh, Jesus. How am I going to get them? It's still so shallow. Yeah, wait, I'm going to launch, launch it. Oh. I can't do it. I'm out. I can't do it. That's so cool. I'm going in. It's starting to rain. Right, I'm doing it. Tell you what, I'm oh, I'm sick of this. It's nice. It's nice. Mind over matter, Peter. Mind over matter. Come on. Come on. Mind over matter. You're not cold. You're not bloody cold. I've been through worse than this. This is nothing. Ah. Ah. So much to get back. Oh, That's fine. Is that right? I don't care. But the going with Peter's agony. This is awful. We did it. We did it. 
Daddy, here you go. You literally did it. Worst beach I've ever been to. <laughs> oh! Fucking hell. It's even hard in shoes. It's actually not too bad once you get used to it, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh! <sighs> Good grief. There's Pete. Struggling at. I cannot tell you how sharp these stones are now. Oh, you cut yourself on your hand. Oh, I have. It's all right. It's all part of the process. <laughs> I didn't even realise I did that. That's what I mean. I'm mad. I was in the zone. <laughs> it literally looked like I'd been attacked by a shark. <laughs> So we're out of the water. We are. Towering down. I've got a flesh wound. Pete's covered in cuts. <laughs> That's how sharp the rocks were. I didn't yeah. even realise I got cut off. You've sliced the, your wrist. The adrenaline you've sliced just your over. foot. You're yeah. bleeding, but you've, you know. You did it. It was worth it, wasn't it? It's worth it. David? It was so worth it. Great. I loved it. And, yeah. and did, did you? You Todd didn't press record, did you? When we were getting in on yeah. the pod? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, we got a bit of screaming. Oh. Sorry for that. Um, it's hard to describe just how brilliant this location is. Mm. It's a tiny little stony cove just in Paynton, down the road from Torbay. It's no more than about 100 yards from left to right, surrounded by these little cliffs. We've got it all to ourselves. The sun came up about an hour or so ago. Yeah, bouncing off the sea, isn't it? It's just, oh, it's unbelievably beautiful. And again, it's the English Riviera. So where are we now? We're kind of in between Nice and Monaco, aren't we? Yeah, kind of like Capferat. Capferat. And we can see Monaco to the left. Yeah. A few super yachts leaving the bay. You can see Frooms. Frooms, Frooms house, yeah. Michael it's Matthews actually, over this there. This actually feels a bit more beer it's. A little bit beer it's. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's not many rocky beaches, is there? Yeah. I mean, it's too quiet. I mean, the, the sea is like a mill pond. It is. Yeah. Yeah, there's no. Because beer it's would be surfing, wouldn't surfing. it? Like, the surf surfing. Would be no, I'll, be, I'll be out there. You'd be out there. some waves. <laughs> true. Oh, but we did it. We did it. And we all got our heads under, didn't we? Yeah. 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 So it counts. Oh, yeah. It's a definite swim. Straight in. Buzzing. And now, set up for the day, aren't we? Cyclocross. Yeah. Well, um, we survived the swim. We survived the swim. We got back, uh, showered. Some of us showered. I didn't bother. I didn't bother showering, did I? No, you didn't bother showering. You just considered yourself. To, oh, actually, your words were, "Well, I'm dressed now, so what's the point?" <laughs> yeah, because I, I suddenly realised. We had to get down to the cross, and we're at the cross now. We've been here about an hour and a half, to a couple of hours, yeah. seen a couple of races. A couple of hours, yeah. We've watched the junior men, junior women. Yeah. It's um, it's living up to expectations in yeah. the sense that it is so muddy. Yeah, they're having to, like, w run lots of it, aren't they? So it's uh, it's really it's really hard. But anyway, we're we're set up in um in the middle of the, right, essentially right in the middle of the course, right next to the pits, and um, Pete's about to start DJing. He's just about to. Um, he's just getting set up there. He's trying to prop things up because the rain has gone sideways momentarily, yeah. Yeah. which has actually soaked everything. Yeah, our and merch has got mud all over it. Our merch is completely muddied. Yeah. Um, it's also yeah. emptied out massively. The so the, uh, at the moment, in the in the um, in Pete's area, how many people are there? Uh, there's Pete. There's Archie. Um, and side from psych side from psychotic. Psychotic from Cotic. So, yeah, so it's um, 
It's a disappointing crowd for Kenyuk at the moment, but... It doesn't seem disappointed though, does he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. He's not bothered. No, he's just playing around cables here. Yeah. No, he's, he's genuinely in his elements. And we're kind of hoping that maybe if the rain holds out, people will come across and actually hang out under our uh, marquee three yeah. gazebos. He sold a T-shirt. Sold two T-shirts. He sold two T-shirts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, thanks, Ian. In, in cleverly, formerly of Rouleur and other things. He's, um, he's just bought me a half pint of Never Strays Far Pale Ale. I know, which is next to the Papillon Gin Never Strays Far Gin Stand. Yeah. We've got a little, um, yeah, our, our compound over here. Yeah. Ian, you, you understand cyclocross. Yeah. David Vaguely. and I don't. Yeah. Vaguely. What, what, what needs explaining? Well, everything. It. it. I mean, yeah. there's, I'm learning a lot. Like somebody just said, if it rains, that could make it easier. Did they? <laughs> yeah, Who said that? Cyphers. So, yeah, because yeah, he said if it rains, it will thin the mud out, and actually, counterintuitively, that might make it slightly. You're looking sceptical. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah, how does this how does this course rate in terms of um, cyclocross courses? Well, difficult on account of a lot of mud. A lot of mud, frankly. Yeah, so I could have said that. There's no, no, no like expert oh. analysis. There's more to it than that, surely. There's, there's, there's a lot of kinds of mud. The Belgians have about 20 different words for it. Oh, do they? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, different. like Eskimos and snow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly that. What sort of words? Belgian Sticky. words. Belgian words, yeah. yeah Belgian words. Belgian words, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have French words in road racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like ruler, like grandpa, yeah. like... Uh, Bordure. Bordure. Sticky air. Sticky air. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's more fun... Is it, I, I, from the last race, I would say it's more fun to ride than it is to watch when it's like this, because it's, it's, it's a slog. It's a slog. I, I, like, I like it when it's a bit muddy, but not, it's not, quite, not it, this muddy. It's, it's quite difficult really for the organisers to get right, isn't it? Because it's like... Well, in you, a, you got no... <laughs> you got no control over the no weather. And it's actually it. the last few days have been very, very wet here, haven't they? And it's changed the nature of the course. Well, that... Sounding a bit down on the whole event. I don't no, think no, that's no, a problem. No, it's great. No, it's great fun. And no, look, 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 look at these these guys like just here. You know, they're absolutely smashing it. Um, so you, we so are the elite, the elite men are starting to warm up on there. Or the under twenty three. We're going to yeah. see. We're going to see some quicker racing for sure. Um, but you know, on conversely, if it's dirt dry, I'm uh, sorry, bone dry is the word, isn't it? Um, it that can yeah, that not be terribly exciting either. Yeah. You know, so so a, mod a modicum of mud uh, right. it would be my if I if I was racing that would be my favourite conditions. I'm just looking behind you um, as somebody. Literally, it looks like First World War trenches as somebody is trying to pull a trolley. <laughs> of like uh, like Heath Robinson type trolley with all sorts of homemade no, no traction with his feet. Yeah. And pulling a trolley with what we now learn is a water tank. Yeah, because they wash their bikes uh, during the race. Yeah, this is all this has all been news to us as well. The pits we are parked up next to the pits. Riders will hand over their bikes to their support team, who will then give them a fresh bike, a clean bike every lap, every lap, and that dirty bike will be taken across. And these people who are coming back traipsing, trudging through the mud, pulling these trolleys with water and jet sprays. I've never seen anything like it. Actually, what you get in conditions like this is if you can wash that bike quick enough, you do half lap changes. What? And, 
Oh yes. Hence, this this is why these pits are two-sided. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that's half a lap. They will go. Cheers. Um, so so half a lap, you go past the pit. Yeah. Blah, 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 round you go, and then. But you've got to be quick, or you've got to have like four, two, like four two minutes, pit team. Got, yeah, three, yeah, four you minutes got, to get that. You've right, got long yeah. to get it done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you will see in the elite race. You will most definitely see people change that changes. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. exciting. Um, Pete needs DJ Martin to set up the. Earth. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, and we've done a couple of podiums. That was exciting. Did you watch us on the podium? I watched, I watched the first podium. I got distracted uh, by the, the second podium by the beer. Yeah. So. How do you think we did? Like on the podium, me, Pete, and Dave. Uh, quite good. I thought you looked like you did it before. Um, yeah. you, you did some good um, rabble rousing to yeah. get the crowd up. Yeah. I mean, you're quite good at that. Well, you've had a bit of practice. Yeah. Um, I've done a 28-day so, national tour for you. No, I don't think I've mentioned that. No, I, I've never heard you. T- <laughs> is that where you've been? Because I, try- I was trying to get you to come out the other week. I was like, you didn't mention No, I can't do it. Can do it mate. I'm on a 28-day national tour. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, so that's, um, yeah, so we've got two more races left, I think, the elite women and the elite men. I want to go and watch the start of the next race, and I want to inveigle my way via the UCI commissaires into being the person who rings the bell. Do you think I've got a chance? Oh. I- I'd love to do that. That'd be... Yeah, well, we'll go and speak to Kelvin. He's quite a stickler, but if we win Kelvin over, the stickler? Kelvin Hoy. Uh, no relation. Right. Kelvin the stickler. Um, but I'd just give it a go. Right, seconds to go now. The tape is being removed. The elite women are about to be unleashed onto the Torbay circuit now. They have, uh, they've gridded up. We can see the series leader there in the, uh, in the yellow jersey of the... Uh, well, the series leader's jersey, that's what it is. I've just described it. There's no need to say it twice, was there? Not really. Um, and this is the first ever time I've actually witnessed the start of a cyclocross race, which is um, normally <laughs> the only interesting bit. Here they go. So the whistle goes, and they're absolutely belted up. Off they go through the start-finish line. There's about 100 metres of tarmac here, and there's a big... I'll tell you what, do you know what I'm going to say here? Positioning is critical going into that bend, isn't it? Absolutely. If you're not in the first two rows of that grid, you're not going to make it round there. So they're up and running. Elite women. Uh, the penultimate race of this festival of cyclocross. So I'm down in the I'm down in the heart of it. I'm down in the mosh pit where DJ Pete. It's not. It, it's not, it's not going swimmingly well, is it, Pete, at the moment? You've had a bit of technical It's not happening. I brought my old laptop because it's got most of my tunes on. And we've got some DJ technical difficulties. Um, Pete, is it going to happen or not? Well, we're working on that right now. I mean... No, DJ Martin is. DJ Martin's working. Well, yeah, I don't work on anything, do I? <laughs> but, um, well, use... Uh, the, so the decks I use at home, you just put your USB in and off you go. But this requires a laptop. Oh, okay. So that's the, the complication, basically. Um, in hindsight, when we got here at 10 a.m., I should have checked all this. Yeah. But I just assumed that I'd just plug and, yeah. plug and play. You know, but yeah. yeah. Wasn't on my rider, basically. Well, David, we've got like, um, this is mad, isn't it? We're standing in the, like, in the middle of, obviously, a muddy field in, in Devon, and we've got like coffee just past and present here. Yeah. So, so t- t- tell us who you are and what your story is. Uh, yeah, I'm Harrison Wood, and obviously, yeah, just for two years now with Cofidis coming up, so next two years, so that's good. And yeah, just I'm from here in Torquay. This is my where I live, where I'm from. So yeah, it's uh, obviously my local 
racing away to come and watch and stuff like that. So I was yesterday helping out, handing out the prizes and stuff like that. And then today I thought I'd come around and watch the watch the elites and stuff like that. So yeah, That's absolutely brilliant. So you've signed for two years. So and your first race is in a, a month or so, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, a couple of, a couple of months down at Tour Down Under. So that'll be good. So yeah, thrown in uh, straight away down in Australia. So that's cool. But yeah, then obviously yeah, just a full year with I don't know full yet the calendar or anything. But we'll wait and see till December. I'll find out a bit more then and go from there. So yeah, yeah. it's good. That's madly surreal because it was 25 years ago <laughs> I signed for Cofferty's. Actually, actually more now I think about it. Yeah, I know that's, that's amazing you signed for that team. It's, uh, it's one of the, the traditionals, the classics. How is it there now? Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think sort of probably, you know, it's like a, it's, I wouldn't say it's like a typical French, you know, everybody has that typical French idea yeah. of the teams, but I think everything now, when I was there, was really good. I did a stagiaire at the end of the year and everything was yeah, really good, you know, and the management, the staff and everything. Still, obviously French speaking, because it's a French team. There's yeah. a few few Italians, few Spanish guys, but everybody speaks. Are you the only British rider in Confidence? You are, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, Dave was, Dave was the first one, then it was Bradley Wiggins, and now it's me, I think. There's and only that's me. it? Yeah, Just the three of us. The three of us, yeah. That's very pedigree. Yeah, exactly, so <laughs> I've, got, I've got to live up to, haven't I? That's the problem. Yeah. A few yellow jerseys there. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. 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 Where's your, um, what's your speciality what are you looking forward to in your career um i'd say the climbing races on that that's yeah. sort of why i found this year is better at climbing and those hillier races that's sort of wanna what the team want to want to see see me progress on those sort of level races instead of like the flat belgian yeah. kind of ones which is for the for the listeners though we're standing eye to eye yeah you're, you're, an, you're, you're tall. not a, a small climber no, no 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 i'm quite tall yeah yeah i just you're a little bit taller than me, I think, but yeah, no, it's yeah, we're, yeah, quite tall and a lot too heavy, I don't think, in terms of like for my size. But it means it's all right; you can do quite a good time trial as That's well, which about. helps. Yeah, I was about to say you've basically got the build to be a, a an all-round stage racer yeah yeah that's sort of what i want to that's what i want to do as well is sort of just aim for that you know progress in that with a bit of time trialing and don't really want to just be one trick pony just yet i want to sort of develop a bit of everything and hopefully then go yeah. more down the gc stage race kind of type route so hopefully yeah see how it goes <laughs> i think that's absolutely brilliant yeah we're we'll watching you and um hopefully recognizing you and calling your name correctly when we see you actually yes. in a bike race <laughs> we will now we will know we'll look for you yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. exciting uh, really exciting yeah good luck good luck really nice to meet you thank you so that's pete pete's fired up the decks Good to go. Did we even say Dex? It's probably not a cool thing to say anymore. He's begun. No, his software's updated. It's going to happen soon. He's been updating for an hour, David. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter because now we've got the legend of British cyclocross racing and cycling, Nick Craig. He's doing that face where don't describe me as a legend. Don't describe me as a legend, but actually I think he's quite happy with it. I'll take it. Talking of legends, though, so... What is this weekend, Nick? Explain it to us, and and how are you doing so far? And how what? Sorry, I'm how are you? How are you doing so far? Oh, I'm doing okay. This weekend is round four of the national trophy series, so uh, we're down in Torbay um, in Devon, which is an unusual venue for us. Uh, we've been spoiled up to now with the courses more by the fact the weather's been amazing. So we've had. I'm going to say the perfect cross conditions, the sunny skies like today, muddy conditions and slippy. However, here you can, well, you can't see on the podcast, but if I told you that my ankles are deep in mud and it's going to be a really tough, true Belgian 
field style cross race. It's going to be heavy, it's going to be hard and it's going to be a good day out. Ned, what questions do you have considering you're as um, virginal as I am? I've got one. I've got one. When did you first, what year did you first race a cyclocross race? 1979. What, what are you still doing in 2022 riding around a muddy field? Just loving it, Ned. Absolutely loving it. And, you know, I raced, uh, I'm 53, and 54 in April. Um, and I raced the V50s on a Saturday morning. And I often get asked, why do I come back and race the Elite and under-23s? People that are, used to be half my age, and some of them are nearly two-thirds of my age. Oh, is that right? Yeah. A third of No, I don't know which way around that is. I have to get... A third, a third of your age. A third of my age, that's, that's better. Um, I just, I actually love to race. I'd rather race and finish. If I can break top 20 today, I'll be really pleased. And I'll probably get more from that personally than I would from winning a V50 race. I don't race, I don't race to win, I race to race. And I really, if I beat somebody today that's not only younger, stronger, fitter, by technical, tactical and knowledge that I'll drive out of here happy and also if the youngster maybe comes up to me often uh, an under 23 might be an 18 or 19 year old will come up to me afterwards and say I followed you around this line I saw what you did there and I I learned something then I've won that's that's me winning how many, how many national titles did you win I know I should know this but I don't so. I, I don't know overall but uh, three elite um, three uh, I think I won I, I, it's, it's quite a lot on the mountain I won three mountain bike elite three cyclocross elite and two marathon elite and a pile of younger ones juniors youth uh, we didn't I, I, I was as I got to 23 the under 23 category was invented so I I suffered from 19 to 22 basically <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that I didn't realise was that you were part of David Miller's little community when he was, you know, in his doping ban, where he had to relocate, rebuild his life. David, yeah, in in in, um, in Hayfield, yeah, in Hayfield, yeah. Pete, uh, Nick was one of the uh, Nick and his family, Sarah, and and uh, it was they were formed a really solid family group for for me and Nicole. That's where Nicole. I first lived with Nicole as well, and firm family friends aren't we Nick and I think I got such fond memories of that time yeah it was it was uh you know I I obviously knew Dave I knew I knew who Dave Miller was I'll never forget seeing him when he was a 19, 18 or 19 year old at, um Mike Taylor's uh would throw a bash and there's this guy Dave Miller who is a superstar or going to be a superstar in a Levi's two-piece um you know I I living in Derbyshire we're not, you know, we're not really into the uh, the big clothing thing, and it was like I couldn't stop laughing. It was <laughs> David Miller in a denim two-piece, and I was like, yeah, this this guy's uh, this guy's likes his uh, dress. And uh, it, later on, when Dave chose Hayfield as a, a base to um, level and find a way to come back. Um, I've never, you know, I can't tell you the talent that this guy's got uh, just blew me away. I, you know, his biggest problem was getting fit too quick. And he, you know, I saw in 13 days him go from half of a level to he'd go twice as quick within 13 days. And that's just raw talent. And 
to see him come back and do what he's done um, is was always impressive and I, I I just love to to ride with Dave whenever I could and I remember just before you went back to the 2006 tour um, I'll never forget you saying to me I need a six hour ride Craig and I'm like well you know I can't do a six hour ride but I can tell you where to go and I'm going to give you a three hour ride it will be a loop round to Hayfield fill your bottles up and turn around and do it backwards because I probably never rode more than three hours around there myself <laughs> um, and it seemed to do the trick and you know to see Dave uh, then get back into that scene and, and do pull it all off was uh, it was great to be part of well thank you Nick and uh you won yesterday, obviously, and I think it's uh, in the vets' race, but it smashed it. I mean, I have to say I'm so excited because I've never actually watched a cyclocross race, and I've never watched you race so cyclocross, and I think that's going to be my highlight of today, is just following you around the course. So I always used to get my boys when they were... When they wanted to get them to understand how to race cyclocross, I used to always say, don't watch the front, just watch Sven Nies. Yeah. He'll be eight. He might be 24th. He might be 18th. Watch what he does and watch how he manages his uh, energy. And today at this race in Torbay, it's going to be about who manages the energy for the 60 minutes. It'll be the ones that the ones that know when to get on off, know when to carry, know when to push, know when to lift. Avoid the carnage because it'll be carnage. Go Pete. Yeah, Pete's starting. Yeah. Pete's in. <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening. The elite women are on the road. On the roads. No, they're not. They're on the mud. The elite, the elite women are on the mud at the moment. And very soon we're going to see Nick in action. And the elite men, uh, it's all happening. It's all kicking off now, isn't it? Brilliant. One thing more to add is, one thing I will say is, the, the racing bit's easy. It's basically the pit crew, you, whoever's in the pit for you, whoever's doing the bikes, jet washing, handing the bikes, will be pitting every half a lap, so that's every five minutes, the bikes handed over. You have to go down to the jet wash zone, fire up the jet wash, the petrol jet wash, wash the bike, then uh, get back to the other side of the pit within inside of five minutes and be ready. And if I come in and the bike's not ready, well, the commissaires will pull you and say, if, if the bike's not ready, you're allowed to get off your bike and get back on again. So yesterday when there was, um, the pit lanes were rideable and everything else was carnage, people were pitting just to come in the pit lane to ride. So there's, lo there's, there's so many dimensions to what you're gonna see today. I'm gridded 24th, uh, I start slow, these conditions should help me and uh, yeah. I've, have a fun day out. Yeah. Seeing one of those guys just now running across the pit, the pits from one side to the other, so he's yeah doing exactly what Nick just described. Yeah. Well, good luck, Nick. Yeah, good luck. And thanks for time pre-race. Yeah, speak yeah. later. Yeah. Lining up, last race of the day. The elite men about to get underway, and rider 59 out of how many? Out of 62. It's Chris Opie. Yeah, Chris. What, what have you let yourself in for here? I'll tell you in an hour's time. <laughs> I've heard a lot of running. Yeah. And that's not really my thing. Yeah. So I'm glad this is on audio, not on video. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are quite mud spattered here because they've done their reconnaissance, their bikes are dirty, they've obviously got their, you know, got involved. You haven't done any? Nope. I've um I've been spending time with my grandparents actually and my children. And I've taken a few nuggets of wisdom from people, which is expect a lot of running. 
Yeah. I've done a warm-up row. I ride, rode to the top of the hill and back. I didn't bring any rollers. Um, I'm as prepared as I could be, but I'm very excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, you've got, you know, you, you've got brief experience. Nine years ago was your last race, and then before yep. that, you raced it four times or something as yep, a kid. I, I think I did some when the talent team was inaugurated in uh, well, the early 2000s. So 2002 and 2003, maybe I did two or three cross races. So it's um, it's a novelty to me, and I think that's the fun of it. Yeah. How long have you been retired now from the road? We talked about this today, uh, my family, four and a half years now. So four and a half years, is it really? Yeah, yeah it's, um, it was a huge culture shock. You did a brief brief stint at GCN, didn't you, sort of presenting and stuff, yeah. and now you're working with Yanto Barker at Le Col. Yeah, that's correct, and um, hosting online training sessions and delivering training programmes. 37 weeks of free-to-access training programmes we have now. We've got a little plug-in in the podcast as well, that's, that's great. Right, uh, riders are stripping off now, I think you've got about 30 seconds. And like essentially there's 100 metres of tarmac here and then you go off to the left and down a, a, a muddy ditch, don't you, basically, and then it all starts. Yes. And you're right at the back. And I'm right at... I, How are you going to win this race? I'm not. If I can maintain a position, top 50 would be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's rider number 55. He's just turned around and laughed at you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. With him. Oh. No, I think it was at him. Oh, both. I'm happy. As long as there's laughter. <laughs> All right, go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I'm standing in, I think, the muddiest bit of the course. It's absolutely unbelievable. We're in the pits, aren't we, guys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what's happening here? What's, talk us through. What's going on? What's going on here? We're basically they're going to come in and hopefully swap over the bikes, but but down here they'll they'll run in, use the riding because it's so mucky. Yeah. They can't actually ride the bikes through, so you have to hold the bike in the air for them. So they take the bike in the air. Who's your rider? Tom Cousins from Mont- Montezuma's. Where is he at the moment? He's there. <laughs> there. This is a podcast that doesn't work. In that tenth. So he's about tenth yeah. place. Yeah, tenth place at the moment. All right, brilliant. So he's a good runner. Cool. So be right. okay. All right. <laughs> Comes now. Tom, Tom's on his way. Not coming in. Not coming in. Right. So another. Chaos in here. Glasses flying all over the place, landing in the mud. Yeah. Don't step on those glasses. They look like really expensive. Yeah. He's picked them up. Yeah. Smart handover in midair as well. Yeah. I'm blocking everyone's path, getting in the way. That's a good handover. Yeah. They know what they're doing it. <laughs> it's absolute carnage! Where's your rider? Where's my rider? He's out there somewhere still. Oh, he's out still there somewhere still. Yeah. Right. Well done. Smoothly done. Go on, Chris. Go on, Chris. There's Chris Opie there. He's just gone through. He's uh, race is about 10 minutes old and he was uh, almost at the back. Two riders behind, no, one rider behind him. Oh, flag, yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. This is the end of the winner of our last race of the day.
back in the car. We are indeed. Back in the car, the morning after the, the cyclocross. What? So in, 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 we should just say who won really, shouldn't we? I think we mentioned in the Toby Barnes won the men's race, the elite men. And uh, Annie Last won convincingly, won the, uh, she's a properly brilliant rider, isn't she? Hard race, one. She got a silver medal in the Worlds. Yeah. In the mountain bike Worlds, didn't she? But Nick, Nick Craig won the veterans. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. On Saturday. A lot of running in the race, wasn't it? Chris Opie didn't finish. Didn't he? No. He was spat out the back almost straight away. And he, no I way. Saw him, I, I saw him by the Portaloos. Yeah. About halfway through the race, I was just wandering around and I went, God, oh. that's a blast from the past, that name, isn't it? Chris Opie. Yeah. 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 Was he on the academy? San Old Age era. Yeah, right, yeah, he's been retired four and a half years. Yeah, or oh, not retired. So, well, so he's doing it for a hobby, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Sprint. a lot of them are. It's a pretty hard hobby, though. Yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> it was so muddy. So muddy. It was I mean, muddy. Never seen mud like it. And then towards the end, Pete got heavily into the... Uh, Oh, we lost. You got lost in the music. You got lost in the music. I did. It was. I did. You were in the. Can you describe the state that your <laughs> mental state was in um, there? Because you, we literally. Some. Well, it was Cy. I can I can DJ for well, once I start and I'm, it takes about 20, 30 minutes. Then I just can do it for. I could literally do it until someone says you need to stop now. Well, that's, what we, that's what we were doing. That's actually what happened. Yeah. And honestly, that's what I'm like. Yeah. It's it's really weird because you get engrossed in. You get lost in within what's going on, um, and you and DJ Martin were having a bit of a oh, we had a bit of back to back, bit thrown off, La- thrown off, yeah. Our DJ thrown off, yeah, yeah. It was good. He yeah. was taking some strong pulls, <laughs> some bangers. I was like, Martin, still half an hour left, it's a bit too early to drop these in, yeah. No, he knows what he's doing though, DJ yeah. Martin, Jesus, yeah. And what a guy, what oh, a lovely, well, Absolute they were all leg- oh, everyone, the I mean, lot of them down there, mid Devon CC, what a hats off, oh, lovely, lovely. People. Lovely people, yeah. genuinely, and yeah. hopefully they've made a couple of quid on the Papillon gin. Yeah, five pound per bottle. Going I mean, to yeah, their even set up. Even they were lovely people. Yeah, yeah, Claire, yeah. and uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can go yeah. and uh, buy a bottle of Never Strays for Papillon gin. Yeah, it's selling out though, isn't it? Yeah, so it's selling out. Go, um, go. There was and our merch, our merch, merch went well as well. And we're going to try and get the shop online shop, aren't we? we set are up. Yeah, we are. Go so people can yeah. buy a t-shirt and tote bag. Trying to keep the mud off it all was epic, yeah, wasn't it? That was oh. epic. Yeah. I mean, David's still got it all over the back of his jeans <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. It's, really it's, it's not mud though, it's like yeah. clay, isn't it? We yeah. noticed that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was walking down to the beach was the same. I was cleaning it off Archie's boots this morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you left your wellies outside. Oh, that was right, funny, yeah. Right. Um, Pete actually left his horizontally, which was the, the smart thing to do with things <laughs> like that. Because they were cleaned by the torrential rain overnight and they, they didn't get wet. I don't inside. even know how I managed that. David, you and Archie neatly put your wellies side by side, <laughs> stood up outside, yeah, and uh, I, I took out about a, an inch of rainwater no, but out of each of That's them. the essence of life, though, isn't it? What when is? you try and do things right, you don't get rewarded for it. That's very true, Pete. So many people That'd just be... cruise through wow. life. And, like it turns out, do you know what I mean? Like in jobs or whatever, and for some reason, yeah. Like I did that completely disrespectfully to Ned and the wellies, <laughs> and they ended up beautifully clean. Yeah. On Great. one side, everything worked out for you, Pete. They were yeah, clean it on did. One side it really did. We've had a good drive so far, haven't we, Ned? You've been on fire. David and Archie fell asleep because we set oh, up yeah. pretty early, and David and Archie fell asleep. We've got long days travelling ahead of them, and you, honestly, for the first hour and forty minutes of this drive, did not draw breath it was epic i've heard about your 
I've heard about your feats <laughs> of riding in, in the Isle of Man. Yeah. How you've got Indirect, the Strava on. Indirect, like notoriously steep climb on the Isle of Man. And you've got the Strava record and you've held it for 10 years. Oh, it's, it's never got, well basically, so the story went, we started talking about, a little bit about my career really, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, well, you, you say started, we started. You started. Sorry, I, started. Started. You. Yeah. I, I mean, you must have like led it a little bit. No, no. Okay. I was in the back. The reason I fell asleep it was just this white noise. It was incredible. So, it talked about two things: the mountain time trial, which took off Chris Boardman. Shoprite put a three thousand pounds prize up because they thought no one would ever beat it. The Boardman record. And little did they know, a can time trial apparently. Yeah. Um, when the time trial. Thirty-seven mile time trial. Thirty-seven mile time trial up the mountain. Hour twenty-three. Took the record. Took the three thousand pounds. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then, yeah, indirect, that's the, the other highlight of my Manx career. Um, steepest climb on the Alaman, Premier Calendars have been up it. And I hold the record on Strava, which is on my old account, which I don't know the password to. So uh, go and check it out. <laughs> it's, um, it's only, and people on Strava don't know this, so I'm going to tell them now. It's, a, well, it is a seven minute climb for me, not for everyone else. Um, but <laughs> that day, was a week before the Vuelta. 2015? Uh, no. 2016, 2016, I think. Yeah. Uh, or no, was it? 2016, maybe. Anyway, where I took the leader's jersey, what? the red jersey, in... The team in time trial. A, the team, team time, time trial, trial. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not trial. a segue for you to talk about your experiences of team time trial. No, <laughs> but, it really isn't. Uh, anyway, long story it's short. It's risky. What, what Strava doesn't tell you, or it might do if you look in, if you, if you analyse Wiggins, <laughs> Miller, Dream, dream Team. Uh, what a day! It's a technical course, so it was quicker to just get it down to five people and just go through and off. Yeah, yeah Ryder was. Do you remember Ryder? Oh, he was, just oh, he was hanging. He was just. <laughs> that was it, though. They planned it. Yeah. Anyway, all part of it. Going back to the Vuelta. Uh, going back to the Vuelta in this specific climb. Yeah. If you go on Strava and check it out, you if you analyse the ride, you will notice that. It was my fourth, my, my brother Tim, who works with Bahrain, was coaching me at the time. And it was my fourth, so I had four five minute capacity efforts, which is basically five minutes as hard as you can go. So I'd like to do them on Interbret because me being me, the climb's so steep you have to go that hard anyway. Do you know what I mean? Just to get, so yeah. So it's like yeah. slightly cheating, <clears throat> but not. Fourth effort, and I thought, do you know what, I'm just gonna carry on, because <coughs> I was quite close to the top, only two minutes away. And I was like, I'm just going to just go over the top of the climb. Didn't even think about Strava at all. And now it's turned into like this bit of a, it's almost like a myth. Do you know what I mean? And then we got onto this part of the conversation that it's probably never going to be beaten. And I said, well, yeah, unless like Pogaccio or Evnepal or any newer human. Go to the the Isle of the Man. And and tries it. Then I was like, actually, no. Like probably 80% of the peloton, if they went there, probably wouldn't beat it. Because yeah. I was literally in the form of my life. You were like, very. You have to be a climber. The thing is, you were very good at riding a bicycle, Pete. Uphill, and, and, right. and you were first ever winner. That was, peak, that was first peak. ever British winner. Peak, yeah, sixty-one peak, kilos. Peaking, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. your best, the best ever, Pete. So that was one of the conversations. That was one, of, and then the other one. I you mentioned date, your and brother, then, and then my brother, and then and also your on the, for itchy the, Welt, scout, the itchy scout, the itchy thing. scout for the Vuelta, <laughs> um, when when I won, won the red jersey, and I was on the back of the bus, and Tim Carrison and. Uh, Dave Brails were on the back and I went to the back to like get like a I don't know like protein shake or something they were like Dave was just sat there like you know, slightly rubbing his head he was like so, so what, what are you doing differently Pete? What, what, what have you done differently and I was like differently <laughs> was like, what's changed he was like what's changed and I was like 
so then, yeah, that's another story. But the itchy scalp one, that's funny. <laughs> well, it's not, actually. It's quite serious. But this is like, honestly, <laughs> this, this conversation just, went on and this on. This had me in stitches. Um, like, brilliant. You'll have to price it. I think they need to know roughly what the itchy scalp right, thing so, was. Yeah, I'll try and make yeah, it a quick yeah. story. I'm, I'm also aware that David hasn't smoked much in this part of the podcast. Doesn't matter. So. We're right. so, um, so, me and Tim randomly were talking about, I don't know, our childhood came up. Oh, I, it was how much of a nightmare he was. To It was something that he had to do quite mundane within the day. Or a problem that someone had with him. And I was like, Tim, mate, remember the rides we used to go on? And every morning, we'd go on the club run, Saturday and Sunday, every weekend religiously. I would be kicking off because... He would never, ever be on time. Yeah. Like, he'd be in the garage and I'd have already been sat there on my bike for five minutes and he'd be doing something, do you know what I mean? Ugh. Trying to, where's my helmet? Where's my helmet? Where's my overshoe? Where's my... Like, like, Tim. like you in a service station. Literally. <laughs> 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 I would do this every weekend. How are you late every day? So we would always ride to the club and late, which would mean we wouldn't be talking, but we weren't talking anyway because I'd be in the slight mood of him. And uh, and then it went on, and then he would always, and this is another thing which was annoying, he would have to stop, like, randomly every, like, <laughs> 25, 30 minutes, it would usually be at a junction or a crossroads, and he'd just take off his helmet, start itching his head, <laughs> and be like, Jesus, and, and I'd look at him before it happened, and I'd know it was going to happen, you know? And he'd have a good scratch. And I'd like, he's going to bloody itch his head, and he'd take his helmet off, like, itch it really hard, and then I was like, so we were reliving this this event basically and I was like it's like a therapy session I was like I used to have an itchy head I, I forgot about it obviously buried it to the back of mine like on the school bus like literally you know the poles that you used to have on the old school buses with the bell like rubbing it like like that up and down like a sheep or a goat yeah. in the field yeah because but, uh, I didn't want anyone to know I had a and I'm not talking like a slight itch I'm talking like a raging itch like I was sat there thinking hey, I need to itch it and, and I was like I'm going to have to do it and I just feel like that so no one could see and then also and then also um, then another thing came to my mind I was like Jesus uh, we used to mum and dad we had a camper at the time because they bought it they had literally no money but they bought a camper to uh, take us to bike races you know to save money on hotels um, and we'd just like get off the boat in Haitian and it'd be really late and we'd just pull into a lay by yeah. uh, and sleep there and I was like, then, then this memory came back. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, it would be that itchy. And the only way to relieve myself while everyone was sleeping, I'd get off the top bunk above the driver's seat, would be to go to the, the bathroom in the camper van, run the hot water in the sink, fill it up and just plunge my head in it. Wait, hot water? Yeah. Not cold water? Hot water was, it was yeah. Hot okay, water was amazing. Right. Put my head in it and it would just completely... Relieve the itch. Relieve the itch and that would be, I'd be able to sleep then. So I've had no sleep. I'm in a camper with mum and dad, probably like 12, 13 years of age, having to do this. Not even, not even a thought came across my mind to why the heck am I doing this? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're now. Like, so, I, I bit, so you both had very then, itchy heads. I don't think Tim will mind me saying this either. He used to, and I do it without realising when I'm stressed. It's like, you know, that curl your hair thing. And you like, you almost like twist it round your finger yeah. and pull it slightly. Right. You know when you're stressed, and I do it all the time when I'm yeah. stressed because Lauren always says stop pulling your hair. Yeah. Tim, when he was younger, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, I'll ask him after the podcast. It's too late now, is yeah, you're going to say it anyway. He did it that bad that he had bald patches everywhere. Pulled um, his hair out. 
to the point where my mum and dad shaved all his hair off, <laughs> stopped him doing it. Like, hang on a second, let's not, you know, have a conversation about why this may be happening. Let's just shave your head off to stop the habit. It's not a bloody habit, is it? <laughs> so so th- then we came, going back to the conversation with Tim, I was like, we were bloody riddled with an- anxiety. Yeah. Like, riddled. <laughs> Hence the itchy scalp. Yeah. It was expressing, your anxiety was it expressing was, itself. It was pure yeah. anxiety. And it's mad because... <laughs> I guess the, the important part of this conversation is in 2001 or two, three, maybe four. <laughs> um, <laughs> in that four year period. Mental health was, was not a thing. No. no. This, like, kids had no, no, and also we got to the point that as a child or as a young teenager, you had no way of expressing anxiety. Yeah. Or feeling anxious or nervous. Yeah. And I feel like it came out in that, in that way. Yeah. Um, and then incredible. I was like, well, it was just, yeah. It was never talked about. It was never a thing. No one had a clue about it. Yeah. And now it'd be like, if, I mean, if Axel was itching his head and pulling his hair out, I'd be like, you know, let's try and figure out. But I love the fact that Tim, it really used to annoy you that Tim would scratch his head. Well, and in fact, you had a long history yourself of head scratching. I think you I didn't did. see ah, a long history you didn't, of head you didn't, scratching. You didn't acknowledge that I think in I did, yourself I think until I, years later. You got actually, I was a. Well, this is my point. Yeah. I, I think I buried it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So blocked it out. I didn't even. Yeah. Maybe what irritated you about Tim scratching his head was that you actually felt like I felt, subconsciously that was a reflection of you. And I felt so a bit. I actually look. Was, you felt seen. I was slightly concerned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Probably was that's actually thinking about it now and this is the great thing about podcasts and talking right <laughs> and also this car journey let, let's go back to let's go back to cars yeah. actually cars are the best way to speak openly yes it's called, without you even know it's like I, I think it's called parallel play though pete is it yeah because we're both looking straight forward aren't we yeah or Dave's looking out the side you look out the side window perhaps mm. and if you're a passenger like and that's why podcasts work so well now. yeah mm. because you don't overthink and bike what riding. you're about to yeah. say Bike riding chats, bike same car, thing. Bike riding parallel chats. play. Yeah, yeah, true. So just true. Parallel yeah. play. Um, so yeah, that was one of the stories. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, that's it's been quite a long podcast. So yeah, David, have you got? Do you want to flog any chapter three stuff? Oh, that's right. Thanks for reminding nice me. Segue. Ned. Yes, uh, quite I an do. Abrupt segue, but our <laughs> listeners, please go to chapter3.com because we've got a site-wide sale up to 60%. 60? Up wow. to. It's gone yeah, up 10%. Most, most of it's 50%. But go on there, you can get all our beautiful technical wear, casuals, you everything. You actually did the swim in your technical shorts. I did. did. They are. We the wore them every day at the tournament. They're incredible. And by the time we got, I'd swam in the, in the sea in the technical shorts, and by the time we got back, they were almost dry. Yeah. Lightweight and breathable. Yeah. yeah, if anyone wants any coaching, they can head over to um, Surpass. .cc and I obviously will yeah coach you and be willing to listen to any of your itchy head noises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, likewise the road book is up for grabs now and um, there are discounts and I think we'll try and get a Never Strays Far special discount but we haven't got our thing sorted yet but so that look, watch that space if not just go onto the website and uh, get yourself the road book for, t- for Christmas 2022 yes. and um, that was Cyclocross <laughs>